Welcome to the Mike Litton Experience Podcast. Mike has over 31 years experience in real estate, finance, and investing. He's passionate about being a father, a teacher, a realtor, an investor, and a leader. Everyone has a story, and our passion is to help them tell it. And now, introducing the host of the Mike Litton Experience, Mike Litton. So what is Mike Time? Mike Time is a set of short stories that have happened throughout my lifetime, experiences of mine throughout my lifetime, that have taught me lessons that I hope will be of value to you. So what can you expect from the Mike Litton Experience? You can expect stories that will inspire, motivate, deliver advice that sharpens your focus, as well as providing expert information regarding real estate, finance, and market conditions. Hi, I'm Mike Litton. This is the Mike Litton Experience, and this is Mike Time. So for those of you that have been following the podcast, you know that I grew up on a farm in Oklahoma. And you know that that farm was owned by my grandfather. What you don't know is my grandfather's story. He's a, an absolute, honest-to-goodness, authentic American success story. So listen to this. So my grandfather grows up. He was born in 1911. When he turns 18 years old, it's 1929. For those of you that are math majors, right? It's 1929. What happens in 1929? The Great, the great Depression. My grandfather, from the time that he's 18 on, is living in the Great Depression, okay? He didn't complete eighth grade because he had to go, he had to give up school in order to work on the farm to support the family, which he did. This is a man that was one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, and literally somebody that people would seek out on a regular basis to ask him about, ask him about um, the oil market, would ask him about the cattle market. I mean, this man was brilliant and did not have, did not make it past or make it through the eighth grade. So, but he was incredibly smart. He read the book, he read the, the paper every day. I mean, this man was well-read and he learned and listened and asked a lot of questions. So in, in, so years later, he act after the Great Depression, my grandfather had saved up his money. Not a lot, but he had saved up his money. And he had an opportunity to buy a, a farm in between Ponca City and Blackwell on what's called Hubbard Road, Old Hubbard Road, which is a shortcut. It's a two-lane highway between uh, Ponca City and Blackwell. And he had an opportunity to buy this place. It was down in the, what they call the bottom in the, that, air, that neck of the woods. And basically it had what's called black gumbo, right? So it was down in the, in the part of the sort of the lowest point. When he, when he visited this property, it had 11 oil wells on it. And that property had, was under three feet of water under most of it. My grandfather buys it because he buys it for pennies on the dollar, okay? All the neighbors are laughing at him. They think this is the funniest thing they've ever seen in their life because he's buying it to farm it. How are you gonna farm underneath water, right? My grandfather took his eighth grade education, actually not even eighth grade, right? Took his eighth grade education and took his, his plow and his horses, and he, or pardon me, his, his tractor, and he dug channels, he dug ditches so that this property would actually self-drain. He put together a series of ditches so that this property would drain and he was able to farm it. So he bought it for pennies on the dollar. He takes out a mortgage. He pays that mortgage off as quickly as he possibly can, literally within just a few years. And the banker's coming out to him and he's saying, Herb, Herb Harden was his name. He's like, Herb, 
you know, borrow some money, buy some land, you know, buy some, buy some equipment, buy something where I can loan you money. That's how banks made money back then. They made money by lending money. So he said, let me, let me lend you some money. Do, you know, buy some land. Let me, let me invest in you. A few years after that, this goes on for a few years after granddad had paid his mortgage off to the bank. <clears throat> this gentleman comes to visit him. He said, hey, he said, this is just a courtesy. I'm with Seneca Oil. And this is just a, this is just courtesy. Um, the, those eleven oil wells that are on your place, because you own the land, we have to let you know formally that we're going to be pulling all that equipment. We're going to be pulling all the pumping units, which are the things that go like this. If you know what I'm talking about, if you've ever seen video of of, of oil wells, <clears throat> we're going to be pulling the tank batteries, everything, right? And my grandfather sort of looked at him and he said, "Okay." Why? He said, well, it's, these are, we've, we've grown as a, as a company and we've hit a bunch of big wells and these wells are not worth our time anymore. So we're, we're getting rid of them. We're scuttling. My grandfather sort of looked at him and he started thinking and he said, well, let me ask you a question. What if I bought this from you? What if I bought the mineral rights? What if I bought the equipment? What if you didn't have to haul all this away? What are you going to do with it if you haul away? So they're just going to junk it. Well, what if I saved you that? What would it, what would that cost? And the guy didn't know, so he went back to corporate. He comes back, and he gives my grandfather a number. My grandfather says, "Okay, how much do these wells produce right now? Like right now, as we speak?" And he told it. Grandfather did some numbers in his head, and he basically said, "I'm going to buy that. I'm going to buy it from you." And so he goes to this to his banker that's been begging him to 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 borrow money, and he makes him a loan against his property, right? It's a mortgage makes him a loan and my grandfather buys the mineral rights and all 11 oil wells from this, from this oil company. And then became one of the top producers of oil, independent producers of oil in Northern Oklahoma at one point. And if you can imagine, he bought those back in the sixties and oil started going up dramatically in value in the seventies. If you remember the oil embargo, all that kind of thing, the value of oil went way up. In 1976, my grandfather made $193,000 on one well, one well in one year, and there were 11 of them. This man was a millionaire several times over, and he started out as a sharecropper, you guys. He started out as a sharecropper and went from being a sharecropper that was barely making ends meet. Like he and my grandmother got married when he was 18 years old. And they were eating cornmeal every day for, for three times a day for meals. They didn't have any more, they didn't have any money other than that. My grandfather worked two jobs. He worked on the farm and then he dug ditches and he used that extra money to help buy food for them. They stayed on a place, they stayed in a place that was a cabin with no heat and no running water and that kind of thing. And they stayed on this farmer's place in his cabin. And the way my grandfather paid the rent was he dug ditches for this guy and farmed for him and did different chores for him and that kind of thing. So talk about somebody who came from nothing, I mean nothing, and became a millionaire several times over. That's my grandfather. And he did it through blood, sweat, and tears. He did it literally being determined and staying on and not being concerned about what other people think or any of that kind of thing or other people's opinions. And he asked a lot of questions and he stayed in curiosity and he learned a ton. He didn't know anything about the oil business. He ended up hiring one of their employees that was, that, that was called a pumper, who was responsible for keeping those pumps going. My grandfather hired him to keep the pumps going for him. And that man 
O.D. Freeman was his name. O.D. Freeman gave my grandfather a PhD in oil production. This is a man who was a sharecropper that didn't make it out of the eighth grade and ended up becoming worth millions and millions of dollars. As I was growing up, I would notice that we would go to the bank and the bankers would, would just jump out of, their, out of their skin when my grandfather would walk in the door. I found out later they were doing that because my grandfather owned part of that bank. My grandfather, who started out as a sharecropper, owned part of that bank. That banker worked for him. You can succeed in this world. You can succeed in America. This is the land of opportunity. And my grandfather seized it. My grandfather, with less than an eighth grade education, became worth a, or became a millionaire several times over. You can do this. You can absolutely do it. Stay in curiosity, find yourself a mentor, hire the right people that can help you that know more than you do. Henry Ford used to talk about the fact that he didn't know the most there was about building a car. He didn't know the most there was about accounting. He didn't know the most there was about the law, but he had people who did. He regularly hired people and surrounded himself with people that worked for him that knew more than he did. Learn from my grandfather. Learn from Henry Ford. Stay dedicated. Stay on your path. Don't let people who want to laugh at you. Those people aren't laughing now. The ones that laughed at him when he bought the place that was underwater, they're not laughing now. All those people that laughed at him during his life, they're not laughing now. Stay on your path. Stay stay true to yourself and, and put one foot in front of the other. You're going to learn more by failing than you ever will by succeeding. Every single time that my son lost a basketball game, he was the MVP of his, of his high school basketball team, I told him you're gonna learn more losing than you ever will winning. According to Tony Robbins, you learn when you, when you fail, when you fall short, you ponder. When you succeed, you party. You're gonna learn way more fall, falling on your face. You're gonna learn way more coming up short. Take the risk, stay true to yourself, and become a millionaire like my grandfather did. I hope this helps you. This is Mike, this is the Mike Lidden experience, and this was my time. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, get leave us a rating where you get your podcast. Smash that subscribe button and let your friends, family, and coworkers know about our program. I hope you enjoyed this and I hope you have an amazing day. And we'll see you on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mike Litton Experience. If you did, do us a favor, smash that subscribe button, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about our program, and wherever you get your podcasts, please leave us a rating. It helps us to connect with quality people just like you. And that's a wrap. Another episode of the Mike Litton Experience in the books. Reach out to Mike on Instagram at Litton Realty. Want to meet with Mike? Check out calendly.com slash Rio 760.